0: It is episode 94. Today we discuss year-end closeout. I am Michael Askins, architect and technologist, and this is the Technology Architecture Solution Engineering Show in the virtual studio. With me is... Dev. Thank you, bud. Thanks for joining <laughs> us. We are overdue. Um, we have a lot of uh, content to get through in the next two weeks, so uh, be prepared to be flooded. So wh- while you're wrapping your Christmas gifts, putting up lights, if you haven't done that already us in your ear. Um so today we're gonna keep this as a a shorter episode. It seems to be doing pretty well from from listens. So we're gonna try to keep this one a little bit shorter. We're gonna come out of the technology weeds just a little bit. We need to talk about uh several things uh leading into our hundredth episode if everyone hasn't seen my post a billion times uh we're we're leading into our hundredth so um that'll be our year end show so stay tuned to this space and again um, Aspirant, our sponsor, uh, is gonna, you know, put on some some nice giveaways for us for our hundredth episode. So stay tuned. Look in the show notes on how to register to potentially get a nice Aspirant jacket, some swag, maybe some Show conversations and potentially even a review of your three sixty five. So let's uh, keep you coming back for more and stay connected with us and stay connected in the show notes. Uh, so before we go down uh, down our topic today, let's just take a quick minute and get caught up. Uh, it's year end, and um, so how's your year end, Dev? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's been. I know uh, it's been exciting. I'm just putting it out there for uh, you to give me your uh,
1: exciting is a certain take on it. Uh, exciting sure. we it, It's very strange because usually this time of the year, things are kind of slowing down. Um, you know, where people are wrapping up for the holidays, budgets are already locked in. Um, so there's not really a lot of project work going on or any, you know, mainly probably just the most probably discussions happening for like maybe next year for people are still wrapping up their budget or, you know, back half of next year, maybe, but it's, uh, it's been busy. We have a lot of project work. People want to. I guess there's a lot of leftover budget this year from COVID nineteen for the IT budget um, for you know p- putting people in remote work and stuff like that. And people are trying to burn dollars and and we're we're benefiting from that, I guess to a certain extent.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we are benefiting from it, but we're also feeling it. Uh, so what I wanted to do was kind of touch on just that. You know, some organization. Let's change this view. That's better. Um, some organizations, you know, t- historically, you know, we talk about this almost every year end, Uh they got a little bit of budget to get through. They have some lingering projects, maybe some efforts that they want to, you know, get out of the way or get done. Um, so it's a use it or lose it. So they're like trying to th- move their move their organization forward while making sure that we stay, you know, focused on um you know, technology success, right? So move the organization forward, technology success, use the budget that you allocated for the year. Uh, that's definitely different this year. Uh, last year, I don't know as if we felt that because throughout the year there was, you know, unplanned unplanned budgets, you know, unplanned spending. Uh, this year, it seems like it's... Um, there's a lot of projects to help shore up people's stances, be it the hybrid work, remote work. And I'm sure we're going to talk about this ad nauseum still. Uh, but one of the things that are going to happen is that we're gonna to need to solidify those choice, make it permanent, right? So, you know, labs that rolled into Aspire and we had to make it permanent campaign to try to get people to start thinking about this earlier. Now, some companies are up against it, right? There's pushback from employees. They're not coming back, they're changing jobs or there's pushback from employees. They want to come back and they wanna be you know, interfacing with people. Regardless of your stance on that, it does put a little undue burden on other, organi- other parts of your organization. Um, I know historically, as I mentioned, we wind up having this, um, we got this on the books for the year and we kick off projects, or if you're in high, higher or education period, let alone higher ed, one of the things that happens is, you know, it's downtime, right? So if you have, you know, SLED, um, state, local education type work, it's down period. So IT usually winds up working. Um, just think of Y2K, the year 2000, most people were out partying, watching the ball drop, waiting for the world to end. IT people were sitting there anxiously, not waiting for anything to not happen because we knew it would be <laughs> fine. But regardless, we had to work. So we, we see a lot of that activity happening uh, now with trying to shore up those systems and solutions moving forward. Uh, uh, I see two, two things, right? So there's a big push right now for organizations to do uh, transformations into the cloud. So moving data centers or co-locations, uh, you know, replatforming, moving into, you know, more sa- paths and, <laughs> In SaaS solutions, as opposed to the traditional server infrastructure, server application infrastructure, uh, that's always going to be there. But we see this big push recently, uh, and I think this is a, is a result—at least the conversations I've had—a result of trying to work smarter with less, right? And not necessarily less people, but you know, reallocations of budgets. Let's be smart how we spend. Now, in the modern workplace space, there's there's a big lift in, from what I'm seeing, and I'm going to toss it over to you. You live in the Azure and infrastructure space, but you you come out of the modern workplace space and you're really connected there too as well so why don't you give me your 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 take on what modern workplace projects you've seen say in the last 90 days and what people are projecting forward uh and and again just the purpose of this is is to kind of put a bug into our listeners ears of what other organizations are doing as opposed to giving you a technology roadmap we use this product and this is why uh, i think we're going to start with this at the show talking about what types of projects people are looking at, other organizations are looking at. And then the next episode will be your holiday gift guide for your IT person. <laughs> but what, what, in the modern workplace lane, what, what types of projects are you seeing?
1: Yeah. We're, I mean, we're seeing, I feel like we're seeing a, a bunch of different variety ones. And I mean, I think it kind of depends upon the organization and what they and what they're, what they're looking for and where they're at and their transformation journey, especially that's probably been accelerated by COVID to a certain extent, you know, for, you know, one one particular or a, a company we're seeing, you know, they were still on Skype for Business server and and still had exchanges of servers and and home file servers for their for their employees, and they're in the middle of a whole trans a whole transformation um, to get all that stuff up to OneDrive, Exchange Online, Teams, um, you know. So you know, we're in the middle of that, and they want to go 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 and and and, and really. You know, put foot to floor, um, to, to get that going. We see other companies, uh, you know, I think a lot of times for some very big enterprise type org, uh, orgs, we see a lot of time, you know, they, you know, when they initially made their cloud journey, uh, that they just kind of did a lift and shift when it comes to like SharePoint. Um, and we see a lot of that we're trying to, you know, go back and kind of retroactively fit stuff more into the modern framework now, you know, with, you know, with SharePoint and, 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 and the new intranets and things like that with hub sites, you know, kind of, you know, just re 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 architecting everything. Um, so, you know, I, I, we see a couple of those too, and kind of cleaning up what was already there and kind of making it fit the more modern mold now or modern SharePoint. Um, you know, I think the, the, those are the two biggest things we see uh, right now. Um yeah, I mean, and teams is always going to be a big push, and I, I, I really like to say, I really like to know how many more people are out there who are on Skype for Business servers still, because I'd be very curious because we got to be working with one of the last ones out there. You, like would,
0: you would think, but I bet you're surprised that there it is out there, right? Um, yep. I can't give you numbers, but I'm sure there is someone sitting in some IDT department, not sure or uncertain of the path forward or just not wanting to get around to it. Cause you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, but soon it'll be broke. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, for sure. So yeah, the modern workplace lanes, um, I think one of the things, uh, some of the conversations I've had um, that I've actually tossed to the modern workplace lane for the day job has been, Oddly enough, not oddly enough, uh, but something we talked about not too long ago was Viva. So we're seeing, you know, the employee health and well-being focus happening and the conversation's not coming from IT. IT is not like, hey, let's turn this on for our company. It's coming from HR teams. It's coming from the business who's saying we need a way to connect and deliver, disseminate and engage. And this is a solution that's out there, right? Um, And it's, you know, like I use insights all the time. Um, Used to be like the My Delve or whatever it is. It's just kind of repackaged, but there's also the new stuff that, you know, from a health and well being every day. You probably heard it on the screen because I thought I muted everything, but I didn't. That's my Aviva uh, daily. Like how are you feeling today, and do you need to create any tasks for first thing tomorrow? It's like that—that that guided. Let's do the virtual trip home, um, and you know, decompress and get everything set up for the next workday. Uh, so I've had several conversations around that. It, you know, the data and AI lanes are are pretty steady state. So we've had you know this past year uh, several opportunities to help modernize and transform, migrate, replatform into Azure. And, um, you know, leading into the year end, I'm not seeing that flurry of activity around the data and AI space, uh, likely because of, uh, well, as we're getting pretty late to the end of the year. So, I mean, if you think of it, you know, a lot of organizations, you know, they start really pulling the lever back on their activity. Sorry pulling the lever back <laughs> on the activity for, uh, end of year, you know, between Thanksgiving and, you know, the week of, 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 Christmas. So, you know, it's not the time to replatform. it's not the time to start a two, three month project. It may be the time to plan for it, but it's not the time to start for it. Um, And in the security lane, um, that is not surprisingly still super active. And it's been even more active than ever in a lot of the activities we've seen uh, during during our day job uh, at Aspirant, one of the things we've seen is a big uptick in uh, connectivity for identity and access management, not necessarily like, hey, let's roll out a, a seam tool or let's roll. It's more along the lines of expanding existing mm-hmm. services or migrating and moving certain services from one place to another uh, and, and, and maybe drawing down dependencies on premises, uh, identity and access. Uh, but we also do, you know, well, we have regular uh, clients with regular Azure B2C and B2B work. Uh, that is, this, there is no cadence to that. That's when customers want to do that. <laughs> but, but there has been a big flurry around around that. And, and it's not like you can re, refactor, uh, you know, Azure or Azure uh, Active Directory so easily. You're not going to do that. You're you're going to, you know, change things around to match what you need it to do you're going to do stuff to make it work properly you're going to make it refinements you're going to do integrations with mergers and acquisitions you're not going to just toss it on its head for the sake of tossing it on its head especially if you're a well built out organization because there are ramifications to that so you know even even people that know active directory are reaching out for some oversight or assistance in that so i've seen there there is a big push especially with azure active directory and in so, as you move make your migration to azure or any cloud for that matter um, uh, and you're using Azure Active Directory as your your backbone. You're going to find that there's things you're going to want to do on your Active Directory environment to um, make it a little more amenable to being cloud ready, because um, it, it just doesn't deal with artifact well. <laughs> you know, it's just <laughs> not it's just not going to. Where you can wrench something in and tweak something, and you know, not do a best practice on premises, you don't got that choice in the in the cloud. What else are you seeing? Any other project types you're seeing that organizations are trying to, you know, quick hit win uh, towards the end of the year?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, it's funny, you know, we talked about the the IAM piece and we definitely seen a, a decent flurry of that. And I, we hadn't had a chance to talk about this, but we—I uh, had another conversation today. It's not uh, another kind of conversation about integrating an HR system with a, with Azure AD, mm-hmm. um, uh, with with you know, and seeing how that goes. And um, you know, people are trying to streamline and automate as much as possible, you know, between their you know their different you know systems, and as far especially when it comes to you know users and and details about those users. Um, like you said, we see a lot of, we're seeing a lot of b work, you know, come in. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think it's been, it's been a lot of IAM, but it's been a lot of IAM stuff. I mean, I, I feel like yeah. yeah, nothing else kind of brim rises to the surface for me right now. That's been the main thing yeah. in the other space that we, that we, that we've been seeing.
0: In yeah, rolling into next year, and, and I'm just putting seeds out there of the types of projects other organizations are, are looking at, and the org- organization size type that I'm speaking to, so if you're listening to this to see if it resonates with you, is, is the mid-tier operate. Right? So the, the small-medium business is really not part of the conversation we're having today, though the small-medium business we can still do those types of things for, um, a lot more nimbly and faster, by the way, because the, the complexity is not of order of magnitude. It is, you know... Exponentially smaller. So, um, the the those are the types of projects for those medium, large enterprise customers that we're seeing. And you know, the one thing that I want to say that's been uh, from us mostly the security perspective is uh, is Defender. Um, once upon a time, Defender was a thing that came with Windows, right? Um, now it's it's a branded suite of things that helps secure and harden. Um, now, talking to that smaller medium business, you know, when you get your M365 license, depending on the one you get, you get some level of that Defender and, and endpoint protection uh, with your with your uh, subscription. So you are now at like a level playing field where you know, active directory P1 and P2 was out of reach because of the cost that's now included with your subscription. Um, albeit the subscriptions did go up about a dollar per month per user, which is, I mean, that's a rounding error at this point. Right. (laughs) Um, so, so yeah, there is things for smaller and medium businesses. Uh, the enterprise though, um, I, I say sh- I'm shocked, but I, I shouldn't be, is the conversation around Defender being a real security solution uh, because of the way they took the components that were used and repackaged, they being Microsoft, repackaged them uh, to be more beneficial, uh, not influential, like, you know, like, hey, I got McAfee, you know, like a, it's a name recognized product it's a security product or, you know, Norton, you know, insert, insert product here. Uh, but the Fender is, you know, more than just what comes with your operating system. Now it is, you know, it, it is part of a managed solution. It has that, that protection for servers on premises for your, your endpoints being laptops. Uh, it also has protection for your cloud. Uh, there there's, there's a very, uh, affordable solutions uh, I deployed uh, on our, on our tenant for it pro I deployed a new SQL server just the other night. I needed to have a place for power apps to go. And one of the things I needed to do is deploy it. And it's kind of in your face. Now it's like, you can protect us with Defender on this box, 15 bucks. And, I'm start, and I am stop and I looked and I was like, okay, I know what the like products are. And I just wanted to do a quick search. It's more than competitive. It's way more than competitive, especially for a server solution. And it's backed and it has zero day protection and all, all the nuance that goes with, with that, uh, which this should, it should be its own show. Uh, heck, we got six of them to get to 100. <laughs> so we might be able to wrench one of those in there for you. Uh, but uh, regardless, you know, the thing that is that it's become a conversation piece, like it is affordable. It it is a, maybe an offset of the cost that's already being spent somewhere else. So I've been having conversations around that. Now I mentioned Power Platform. Um, there is another uptick in Power Platform um, interest. Now I don't know if that is since the Ignite Fall edition. Uh, I'm going to toss it to you here in a moment to get your perspective, but there's been another uptick. Uh, It seems like it's, you know, there's always interest, but then there's these like spiky, like real heavy, like, Oh, we got to have this. Like we hurry up and rush then wait, (laughs) are you going to do it? Um, So I I see another uptick uh, coming already and it's not an artifact of end of year. People want to keep people busy and burn budget. Uh, It's more along the lines of trying to change the process of knowing what, um, a full blown developed environment and a.net core framework application versus doing something quick to solve a business need that is never going to get done by your development team because it's too low priority. Um, So that, that conversation has been uh, in the past two days has been just a big flurry of activity. Um, I'm going to toss it to you for your impressions on that.
1: Yeah, I mean I it definitely been an uptick and I feel like it hasn't been it's been the pow- power platform in general. I feel like with some areas we've seen interest in power apps, some interest we've seen in power bi in certain places, which I mean we include that in the power platform but definitely lives more solely in the data lane. Um, you know, the, the data area. Um and I, and the way I look at power automate too, I mean I, I I feel like a lot of times when you're doing power apps, power automate just like a given that you're going to be doing something with it almost all the time. Um, especially if you're doing any and sharepoint and sharepoint the you're yeah.
0: doing sharepoint there's always some sort of a power automate
1: yeah so i mean yeah we've been seeing different peaks and interest here and i mean i think a lot i think what a lot of people are realizing too is that you know they have this a lot of times they have the capability already they have the licensing there you know they see it's not extremely crazy to do unless you're trying to do something weird um but we get that. <laughs> yeah, we get, we do get that, um. But yeah, especially with the COVID stuff. I mean, a lot of people, um, you know, we we did the, you know we did a couple of return to work apps, you know, for people answering questionnaires and things like that. That was quick and dirty, not a bunch of time. Um, the other day, I even saw one that is uh, uh for for organization that they use a, they built a power app for to uh generate naming naming conventions for their Azure resources. Um. Like yeah. Yeah. We'll 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 talk about that offline in more detail. Um, but uh, no, it was really neat. Like they figured out all the naming conventions, and we were staying up Azure resources with this particular client, and they had to go to the random name generator and uh, figure out the names of the resources and stuff like that.
0: Security um, through obscurity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so um, that's not yeah. your only
0: layer of defense, by the way. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I mean, Power Apps can be whatever you want it to be, and people are saying, okay, we have this use case we feel like you can fit this. Let, let's do it. Yep. Um, and I feel like there's also been a uptick in, in people wanting more insight into their, into their data too, which is why power BI has been, you know, a huge thing. You know, we, we see that all the time, even in, internally at aspiring as well. I mean, trying to transform that, you know, I, I feel like, you know, once they get a little taste, you know, it, the, 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 wheels just, these spin and, and it just keeps going.
0: IT IT pro activities. I know this is not the right show to bring that up, but, um, IT pro activities live and die through power apps and power BI. I mean, literally everything that happens runs through the power platform, everything you know, when we're, when we're building out a show, getting guests, you know, you know, it's just, everything's done and tracked through that. So it's super easy, nimble, really fast. There's a lot of templates out there, uh, but that naming convention app, uh, I'm interested, uh, maybe give me a link to that GitHub. <laughs> that one, just, uh, I'd be interested to see that. Yeah. Um, it, it, it it's also like one of the things that it solves too, is like, I saw somebody using it as a, a IPAM solution, you know, like IP address management. Um, not necessarily for the naming of servers but you know the whole the old days of making sure the shared spreadsheet sheets there for you know hard coded resources and app services um, don't need that no more. You can have something a little more robust, and you know you can also wire in uh, checks. You can have the have this uh, wired into your uh, monitoring and alerting solution as well. So that, I mean, it's it's endless when you have the ability to do this, and it doesn't take a whole lot of effort to. Well, again, it depends on how complex you want it to be, uh, but it doesn't take a whole lot of effort to do it. That's why they have citizen developers, and this is this we see. You know, I have conversations with pro devs all the time, and when Power Power Apps came out, it was a Immediately push back on it, like oh that's crap it's just you know, access <laughs> yeah. or it's garbage whatever I,
1: I remember those early day conversations <laughs> they,
0: well they realized that you know their boards their kanban boards can get significantly more valuable because you can knock off a whole bunch of this low-hanging fruit stuff that you don't want to like spend time with your devs to build on because you're keeping a line of business apps running or you know developing the next product for you um, this allows that to happen. And the fact that these things can mature, and there's source control abilities, and there's the ability to push this from a community or individual developed tool that the business uses. And if it outgrows it, you can just move it down the line and have things, you know, easily changed over to something a little more pro dev. And I think that's some of the messaging you've been seeing from Ignite Spring and Fall Edition is that Power Apps is not just for citizen developers. It's for pro devs, too. It's a gateway for for to, to keep their community happy and, and move things down the line. So to be sensitive with time um let's just kind of recap some of the high level uh types of projects that are happening uh, obviously modernization to the cloud azure from modern workplace the expansion of collaboration specifically around viva uh, identity and access is huge right now if you haven't had the 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 hood lifted up in your active directory looked at anytime recently by an outside party please find your friendly neighborhood consultant um and and, it, and that will uh help you uh, kind of align with maybe some best practices, maybe your functional levels, not where it needs to be to manage Windows 10 or 11 devices. Uh, there's things that need to happen, right? So if you're not there, uh, that this is a great time of the year to kind of plan for that. And if you're a small enough of an environment, it might be the time of the year to do that. So we strongly encourage you to do that. Um, any, anything else you wanna to add to this? Now I'm gonna give the preview for what's coming up in the next next couple no i don't think so i mean i think you know
1: i think when it comes to the modernization piece you know from whatever piece of technology you still have on premises to the cloud i mean we see we're, i think we're it's never we're never going to see the end of it until yeah. from now i mean like yeah. even now i mean we're seeing i've the other day i saw like some info and sharepoint workflows um stuff that needs to be burned to the ground and mm-hmm. and, and, re- and reconfigured in and power-ups or reforms yeah. or whatever it is you know so i mean yeah, I mean, I think, you know, try, you know, that, that type of stuff, Microsoft is not supporting it anymore, especially InfoPath and all that, you know, take your pick of legacy stuff. I mean, going back to the Teams and Skype thing we were doing for this particular client, you know, it was a heck of a time trying to get Microsoft support for an issue we were having because uh-huh. they're going back on their Skype engineers because there's not a lot of it out there anymore. And you know? there's not a need
0: because <laughs> the, the, the footprint has shrunk significantly.
1: Exactly. So you know, trying to get those resources and stuff like that, the quicker you can get off of that type of stuff, the mm-hmm. easier it's gonna be is the longer you wait, the less people are gonna be out there that know what it is. Yep. And it's gonna be more painful. So
0: yep, absolutely <laughs> absolutely. Uh throw my favorite uh segue word in there. So uh our upcoming uh, on IT pro is going to be closing the year out with you professionally. So stay tuned to that channel if you if you follow that. Uh but more importantly uh, again we like to thank aspirant for sponsoring the show uh, and sponsoring us clear up into episode 100 uh, again it, if you want to stay you know warm with a stylish nice little sporty jacket <laughs> find a way to get one uh, and registering for a giveaway uh, we're gonna have that stuff in the show notes in the upcoming shows um, and also if you need a look under the hood if you are m three sixty five we we are we're looking to give one of those away to a lucky winner too as well um, so thank you aspirant and and all those. Uh, Great, wonderful consultants for management consulting and technology consulting. Um, again, links in the show notes. The upcoming shows, we're going to have a a really lighthearted one. Uh, it's going to be that what to give that what gifts to give your tech guy in your life um, or girl. Uh, sorry, I shouldn't say guy. Um, that tech person that rules your world uh, controls your your content filters, who fixes your broken laptops, who recovers your data, uh, how to show some appreciation for them. And it's not buying them a thumb drive. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> um, so we'll have, we'll, we'll have some of that content in, in the upcoming shows. We also are going to have some content around uh, logic apps. Um, mm-hmm. We, we, we talk a lot about power automate and the power platform, but there is, it's a much more robust uh family member i don't know what to call it uh big sister um logic apps right so we want to touch on logic apps and and potentially uh when to use a logic app versus uh, a power automate uh workflow and then we also want to you know kind of talk about why at the end of the year we just talking about logic apps um since they're an integral part of our lives we bring them up in passing uh but these conversations around the power platform has had us having hard conversations with organizations like you built all you took all this time to build power automate flows they really need to be logic apps at this point so we want to kind of have that conversation um when, when when to uh put on the the, the Logic Apps boots, if you will. So uh, that's coming up too. Uh, we have several shows we need to get out so we can make sure we hit that year end with 100. This is going out on audio and video. Uh, thank you in part by my nice ice cave that I'm in and Dev's green screen that is tan. <laughs> so we will be making sure we push that out there. Um, as you can tell, we are getting in much lighter moods as as we move down towards uh, some, some much needed time off for the holidays. So stay tuned. We appreciate you and thank you as listeners and viewers. And we'll see you on the next go.